0: This is the Village Church Q and A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go,
1: grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q and A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. We've been talking about animals. We've been talking about Genesis. Today is a more of a general question. So, Michael, here is the question for today: Where is the line between turning the other cheek and being a doormat? <laughs> I appreciate that. Look, listeners, you can't see the look that he just gave me.
0: <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm not. Like, it's not about the question. This is going to be transparent, Michael. There's going to be no no walls. Just... Just being you. Just being me, okay? God makes everyone different, okay? So
1: Absolutely.
0: Every personality needs to be reined in. Let's talk about grace, truth, people. Maybe a little too truthful or a little too gracious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that tension is always there, you know? Like, as an extrovert... I have to rein it in, you know? Sometimes as an introvert, people need to rein it up. You know what I mean? Yep, like yep. life is about tension. It's about holding these.
1: These two
0: extremes, strong yeah.
1: sides, both truth and grace in proper perspective. Yeah. And at times you need to be more graceful and at times you need to be more truthful.
0: Yep. My love language is honesty, right? (laughs) So I know it's not a love language technically. It is. Gary Chapman's like, that's not a love language. But it is something you really appreciate
1: from the people that surround you.
0: Yeah, evaluation and honesty. I just don't have a sense that everything I do needs to be done right. In fact, I've done so many things wrong that I've come to accept that I need feedback. Otherwise, I don't know it because we all Mm. don't know what we don't know. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, for sure. And I have them. And there is this part of me that wants to find non-confrontational people And just kind of give them some courage, you know? So, what's hard is that one of the assumptions about being a follower of Christ is that we are going to be honest and confront sin. Mm -hmm. Now, Okay, let's talk about a few different categories here. So here's what I did not say in my sermon on Sunday. This Sunday, the sermon was about how to handle my brother's sin. Yes. And in our context, oh thank you. I I thought it was better than good. I said good. It was the best I've ever given. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) You want to raise (laughs) so in our context, there is great concern in the Metro Chicago area with what do you do when your elders are in sin? And I get that. And I see what's happening around this area, and it's concerning and it's sad. But at the same time, the greatest threat to our church is not our elders. Mm-hmm. Right now, mm-hmm. the greatest threat to our church is the members being honest about what's going on, yes. about confronting sin, and not being doormats. And so here's the problem. My personality justifies my complete honesty because mm-hmm. the Bible says to confront, right? And people who are more non-confrontational justify it by saying, I'm just being really gracious. Yeah. The reality is we both need to like rein it in a little bit. And I find that... Oftentimes, my ease of confrontation is rooted not in love, but in arrogance. Mm. And I also find for the non-confrontational person that their hesitation to actually tell people the truth, they tell themselves it's rooted in grace, but it's actually rooted in fear.
1: In fear, yeah.
0: I just want to give courage. And here's what I tell non-confrontational people. You're already probably so stinking nice that you could (laughs) tell somebody they're (laughs) ugly and they'll be like, oh, thank you. (laughs) That's so kind of you. But there's this part of me that... I don't feel safe around non-confrontational people. No. But they don't feel safe around me. Yeah, because (laughs) Because if they are non-confrontational,
1: you always wonder as someone who likes truth. And when someone's not truthful with you, you wonder, what are they not saying that I need to know? As I read through the rest of this question, did my wife submit this question?
0: The person put their name in and it's not, it is not.
1: That's right. That's the last word. Yeah. Yeah. So the person goes on to say, I am non-confrontational by nature and often have been told that I need to speak up for myself. Yep. That is my wife with everyone except her family and her closest relationship. She can be very confrontational as she needs to be. Yep. But with people that are just acquaintances, There is great hesitancy on her part to be confrontational.
0: Yep. She says, can you give examples of when I should speak up, if at all? Okay. So I put the burden to love well on everyone. Yeah. So let's just say you are you, okay? And you're with someone like me who is more confrontational, right? Who is more honest, just more talks about what I see, Mm -hmm. free to evaluate with people I feel safe with. If you're going to love me well, one of the best things you can do for me is if I offend you, just tell me. Say it. And that's not going to hurt my feelings. I'm not going to get mad at you. Like, that's actually a really meaningful, sacred moment when someone who Mm -hmm. is non-confrontational gets the guts and the courage to say something hard, you know? I appreciate that. If you are sinned against, you do have a couple options, okay? Option number one is you blow it off because you give them the benefit of the doubt, right? But I find with non-confrontational people... They give the benefit of the doubt the second time, the third time, the fourth time, and then forever. The problem with giving the benefit of the doubt when you're sinned against is that if it happens again and you confront them the second time, that person is going to say to you, why didn't you tell me the first time? Right. And that makes the person who's non-confrontational even more hesitant to actually say it because they know they're like, oh, well, then they're going to say, well, why didn't you tell me before? And then I'm going to get in trouble because I didn't tell them the first time. And I've listened to non-confrontationalist process. And this mm-hmm. is very, very common. And so what I would say is, Part of being a Christian is overcoming some of those fears and learning how to sprinkle truth into the grace that probably is is very easy for that person. But if you're sinned against, I do think there's value in that conversation. Maybe you're sinned against, but the person didn't know they were doing it, and it's just a one-time thing. You know what? That happens to me frequently. I let them go, especially if I know their heart. You know what I mean? Like I know their desire. I know they're for me. I know they love me. I can look past one or two things. That's not a big deal. But the moment I see a pattern, that is especially when, you know, I do that. Now, there's another example. Take it out of the sin area. It's when you have a leader and they know you're reliable. And so they just default to asking you all the time and you okay. can't say no. I would say to that person, draw boundaries, be kind.
1: Yeah, you know, set practical boundaries that you can fulfill your requirements. Here's my biggest
0: piece of advice. Be friends with a confrontational person.
1: Right. I would give this listener another piece of advice. You need to speak up when you see your brother or sister, when you see that they are going in a bad place. You need to step into their life. I'm thinking of Proverbs 27, 5. It says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. It's important for me to know that I have friends, I have people around me when I start going into a bad place, that a friend is loving enough to come along and say, hey, did you really mean to do that? Did you really mean to say that? Do you know how that came across?
0: So non-confrontational people, I've found, come from two places. Number one, just by nature. You know, they're more peacemaking. Mm-hmm. They're more, you know, just, oh, I don't want to stir the Don't want to stir the pot, yeah. But there's another source of this, which is people who have been burned. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're in an environment where you did take a few risks and it went really, really bad, and, and that stinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, that's a really hard. So you're, you're kind of overcompensating to peacemaking, but it's not who God made you to be. I would just watch out, you know, for what really inspired this, uh, what really got you to this place. On the other hand, if the question was different, right, if the question came from somebody more tempered like myself, I would have very different advice. Sure. I would probably look at them and say, the whole world is not safe. You don't have permission to be honest with everybody all the time. I would give different advice to somebody in my shoes. But uh, we're talking about the non-confrontational person who doesn't want to be a doormat. And I would just say learning how to be strong. Yeah oftentimes happens when you're around other strong people. I don't mean abusers. Mm-hmm, I just mean mm-hmm. confident but not arrogant. Right. Unfortunately, anybody who's confident, they're going to waver back and forth, past arrogance, back to humility. You know what I mean? That'll yep. be their struggle. Yeah. And uh, give them a lot of patience in that, just as you're going to need a lot of patience given to you.
1: God never wants any of us to be a doormat. There are two words that often are confused in our vocabulary, humility and humiliation. Mm. If I'm humiliated, then I'm humble. No, God does not humiliate anyone, nor does he advocate humiliation. He advocates being humble. And there is a way to confront someone with humility, but not humiliation. Yep.
0: Sometimes leaders will unconsciously take advantage of someone they know is available. Mm. In theory, I should build a team. Yes. And I should decentralize a responsibility. Sometimes I get controlling and I just do something. And then yeah, I need it to it, be it, done. Yeah. And I go to the same person over and over yeah. and over and, and over again. And as
1: leaders, we usually default to what's easy. Either do it ourselves or you go know. to the person that we know will get it done.
0: And I don't want to be that person. And sometimes I need someone to say, I feel like a doormat. Mm. And even though my heart is never to treat someone like that, I just might need to hear it to say, I see that. Yeah. And I understand that. And I need to change at this point. Mm-hmm. Could you help me figure out a better way to do sure. this? And so yeah I think this is a great question and all of my like energy around this question comes a little bit from like wanting to just infuse courage into my children on the one hand Reign in overconfidence and arrogance in people, on the other hand, like this doormat versus arrogant, you know, like mm-hmm. extreme dominator. We live in these tensions all the time, right. just working with servants and volunteers and leaders and pastors. and And I want to just go to people who are struggling to speak up for themselves and just embolden them mm-hmm. if I could. Yes. And so, what I love to tell people that I'm friends with is let me be the safest person to say whatever you think, whatever you're yeah. feeling. Man, just. Talk to me, and I can promise you this. I will go out of my way to make sure it goes awesome for you. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then confront me about that because I understand that's a sacred moment when somebody who maybe struggles with this gets some guts and then steps into it and, and yeah. confronts or has the hard conversation mm-hmm. and sticks out for themselves.
1: Will, are you ready for this question next time?
0: Yeah, I don't know what the answer is yet, but we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> so our question goes back to Genesis. Why was Cain afraid... And why did he need this mark to be safe?